Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is rewatching the film and the other is seeing it for the first time. Did you just read that? No, I have it memorized. Oh. I didn't misremember it, did your, I? Your eyes were wandering oh, no. towards the computer as though you were no, reading no. it. Like okay. I was just looking at the uh, the audio as it crawled across the thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, this week... <laughs> We watched one of my all-time favorite movies, in and out of the top five. Now that I've rewatched it again for the first time in a few years, back in, love it, amazing movie. Two thousand seven, also a great year for movies. Period. We were just talking about that. I fucking know. I got some stuff to say about that too. But anyway, uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That is the one. Or Bob. Bob. I mean, yeah, he goes by Bob. Bob Ford went by Bob. Yeah, Bob Ford. Okay. Doesn't have the same ring to it as Robert Ford. So, I, can I assume that your first time was in 2007? Uh, yes. It was, I mean, whenever it officially came out. I think it was 2007. I think it was going to be released I feel in like it was the winter. And then they held back and, yeah. Big mistake. Big. Huge. huge. Legitimately a big mistake. Yes. Uh, th- and the reason I say that is because... I legitimately believe that the only reason why Casey Affleck did not win an Oscar for this is because he was up against Javier Bardem for No Country for Old Men. Oh, wow. Heck of um, a year. Yeah, exactly. So I feel I feel bad for him. Anyway, yes, I saw it when it came out. I believe it was at Plaza Frontenac. I don't think it was even why... The Rich People's Mall of St. Louis. Well, I mean, it was the theater where they would show more independent films. I don't they think They say it, the theater at Plaza Frontenac. Uh, I don't know who they is. Apparently some Cockney women. Some Cockney women call oh, it the go theater. Now. Let's go to the Plaza Frontenac. Let's the go to the Frontenac. <laughs> so fucking weird. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I'm sure it did open wide at some point, but I don't think it was wide like in the Werenberg and AMC. I'm pretty sure I saw it. I had to see it at Frontenac. I feel like what I read today was that it kind of was a, a little bit of a, fell flat in the box office. Well, I don't know that it fell flat. I mean, maybe it did, but I honestly don't think it was in many theaters. And probably in large part because it's a long, slow movie. How it's long? more It's definitely more of an, I don't want to say it's art house because it's not really, but it would be one that more people would consider, I guess, to be sort of it is an It is non-traditional in that way, yes, right, I yeah. would say. Um, it's it not is, your blockbuster. It is a little over two and a half hours. Um, yeah, you know I like long movies. Yeah. I mean, I knew that going in. I re- you were like, it's only two hours. And I oh, no, no, that. I said it's over. I know, but I, you said it's over two hours, and when you said that, I just stopped at two hours, but I knew, I knew it was probably closer to three, and I wasn't wrong. Yeah, no, maybe not, yeah. I knew it was over two. I remember it was long. 
Um, so this movie for me, I was definitely very interested in it from the get-go. I did not read that book. It was but from like 83, I guess. Is when it was early 80s, yeah. yeah. Um, but I have <coughs> read a lot of, of other stuff about and I mean okay we live in Missouri I love history and I'm from the state of Missouri so I am going to know about, about Jesse James. James yeah um an I've important figure read a decent amount about the James Younger gang I've read a decent amount about Quantrill and Bloody Bill you um, watched American Outlaws and the Civil War <laughs> American Outlaws is like the absolute least most historically accurate portrayal of Jesse <laughs> James like ever American but Outlaws but assassination of listen, James. Highly recommend American Outlaws <laughs> for the pure fun factor. What is it? Colin Farrell is Jesse James. Yes, Colin Farrell. Scott Kahn is Cole Younger. It's so good. It's kind of perfect, yeah. So but anyway, good. so yes, we live in Missouri. Jesse James is an important figure from this period of history. And yeah. I mean, Brad I remember Pitt, Brad going, Pitt is also a Missourian, so it, it's great that he was cast as this. I would. Well, he was a producer too. I, I didn't read anything about this, but my guess is that he probably really wanted to be involved with it because so. like us he's a missourian and it's yeah. just kind of it's in your blood to yep. whether you i mean look he, he wasn't a good guy no um, seems like actually kind of a dick in a lot based on this movie he was a murderer is they're saying this but there's is the most accurate portrayal of this person these yeah. persons well and i think a large part of that is because all of the mythology that had been he is one of those figures like like bonnie and clyde mm-hmm. there's just this mythology that had been built up around oh, yeah. him when the truth is is he was he was a criminal he just was a criminal he didn't there's no evidence that he actually stole from the rich gave to the poor no. but there was this kind of robin hood like a uh, idea that surrounded him and I, it it permeates into today. Like if you go to Merrimack Caverns mm-hmm. today, and they'll talk about how this was a hideout, a hideout of the James Younger game. I mean, that's the other thing. I looked at all on the Wikipedia. It was like historical locations, and it's like his home in St. Joe, his birthplace, his resting place. And I'm thinking, like, I've been to a lot of other places in yeah. Missouri where it's like where they Mark claim Twain, some connection yes, here and there. Yeah. It's all over the place. Mark Twain Cave. Jesse James hid out here. Jesse yep. James is signed the wall somewhere. Like. It's just, it's everywhere. And some of it may not be true, sure. Right, I think some of it's just, like, oral tradition and, like, yeah. talk. But this is this is where he called home, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of that around. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of assumed that that was maybe part of the reason why Brad Pitt really wanted to be involved with this as well. It sounded like he was, like, I think he must have liked the book because he was like, we're not changing the title. Yeah, and, and rightfully it, so. Yeah, and I guess he convinced Sam Rockwell to play Charlie. Yeah. Which is kind of a so, cool story. I oh, oh, to go back to like the first time with this, um, I went into it thinking I would probably like it because history. Mm-hmm. Also, at the time in two thousand seven, I definitely loved Sam Rockwell. Really mm-hmm. excited to see him. Um, always loved Brad Pitt. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Jeremy Renner, I knew a little bit, but I didn't necessarily love him like I do now. When he sh- when I and saw him, I was like, I see. I get it That's now. it, right? Yeah. Uh, Casey Affleck did not know it all. But I went in thinking, this looks like it's probably going to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. And it's about Jesse James, and I'm really curious. I'm really interested. And the minute it started and you kind of already get a feel for the the kind of simple 
quiet mood mm-hmm. of things. Um, I feel like I kind of fell in love with it right away. Like within the first 20 minutes or so, everything is just eerily quiet in places. Um, that I was, when it first came on and like the, the studio shit was playing in the beginning there's nothing and i'm like is my sound out is my sound broken like i thought maybe it was something wrong with my television so purposeful yeah and i read that nick cave did the the music and then he showed up singing the ballad yeah yeah um i'm a sucker for epics and i would say as a story as a movie this you was felt it? you felt epicness out of this i did because it was this huge overarching story of characters to me it was like more like, like a tall tale come to life it's a character study but it felt very epic to me because i think one of the reasons it felt so epic to me was because of the cinematography yeah oh it was beautiful and i think that is probably there are two things that i would say are my biggest take well maybe three Three things. No. Yeah. Okay. We'll say three. There are so many things. There are so many big takeaways. Three biggest takeaways from this. Um, One, character. I I know I've said that a million times before that like, I almost don't even care as much about story as I do about just good, strong characters. And every character in here is just amazing. Just fully fleshed out. um, Utterly believable. And... Even the ones that you you hate them, but you still kind of connect with them. It's just, it's perfect in that way. That this is a real, um, a, a true character study. Mm-hmm. Um, did I say three things? Three things. Second thing, okay. <laughs> the acting. My God. Oh, some standout performances. Absolutely. When, truly, I truly believe, I love Brad Pitt to death. I believe he's the weakest link of this movie. And if you say that Brad Pitt is the weakest link on something, I feel like that's really saying something about everybody else in it. I don't, I don't agree with that because I thought he gave a very strong performance. He did. I I was trying to think of who. I think he did give a strong performance. But you're saying everybody else was Casey Affleck from the moment that very first. Okay, before I get into that, because I have a lot to say about Casey Affleck in here. Um, the third thing that will always, always, always stick with me about this movie is the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. 100% an additional character, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the movie is the the landscapes, the lighting, you know, every inch. And I did not realize, I'm, I have to look up his name again because I don't actually remember his name. Um, Roger Deakins. Mm-hmm. Roger Deakins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was nominated for an Oscar for cinematography for this same year, he also did. Are you listening? Oh, that's the noise. You hate that noise. You're like okay. throwing the your phone down. Don't throw it down. Anyway, I will set it down. Roger Deakins. Also year. did No Country for Old Men. Okay. Which again, and we talked they about feel it very then too. Similar. Yeah. That the same kind of just let the landscape be yeah. a part of this story mm-hmm. and another character here as well. Um, I re- I feel and like it was the so train perfect. the train robbery yes. stuff. He was saying like that's the best thing he ever did. Or something isn't like it that. the best thing you've seen too? It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. So huge props to him. Mm-hmm. Good job, Roger Deakins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking love you. Even though I didn't even know you, I didn't know your name, and yet, mm-hmm. yeah, he's incredible. Um, so can I going back to the acting? Yeah. So we were talking about Pitt. I, I, I was oh, like, sure, yeah. as I was watching it, I was like, I can't imagine them casting anyone else 
as Jesse James in this movie. Like oh, really? he, he I, I couldn't think who else I would have wanted to see do that. And I didn't see he must have been attached from the beginning to play Jesse because I didn't see a whole lot else in there about anybody else. Considering to that play. he was a producer as well, yeah, my guess he would must be have yes. gotten all in on that. Um, why the fuck is Mary Louise Parker in this movie? Because they needed somebody to play Z and she was available. She says nothing. She does nothing until the very end. And we could have had somebody else do that. You could have. So what? Let her do what she wants. She was still great. Even just in that moment. Or in, a, there were other moments where she didn't say anything, but you can still see the look on her face that you just know she doesn't like this guy or she doesn't want these people here or sure, she's playing along. Like, or, what? I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, you can say you didn't need her, but it's not like they... This wasn't like a big budget movie and they paid her a ton. If she wants to be there, great. Sure, great if she wants to be there. I'm just like, why? She, like, let's give her more to do. But anyway. She doesn't need more to do. She wasn't part of the story. Sorry. And Sorry, Z. This is the best Casey Affleck thing I've ever seen. I haven't seen Manchester by the Sea. I haven't seen Manchester by the Sea, but I've seen a good number of other things that he's done. And he's always incredible. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing actor. But this was... I don't know for sure if this was the... No, this wouldn't have been the first time I saw him because I would have seen him in um, Ocean's Eleven was before this. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely had seen him before. With our boy Scott. But I don't really remember too much about him. Yes, with our boy Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching him and it's that first scene where he comes up on Frank. Mm-hmm. And the way that he stands, the expression that he has, the, the tone to his voice, every... <coughs> piece of him in that conversation is so perfect Mm. that I just like I know I know this guy like I got from that just not what was it two minutes two minutes Mm -hmm. of not even a real conversation because Frank didn't really say too much but two minutes of this character just coming up on him and and saying like basically saying I'd like to be your sidekick I love you. He used the word sidekick. He used the word sidekick, yeah. Um, But the way that he spoke, I got everything I needed to know about who this character was going to be right then and there. We got it. It was unbelievable. We got it from the moments before when we get to meet the gang and they're just kind of hanging out talking to each other. You can easily tell who's who, who's who, what what is the pecking order. Is it Garrett? Garrett Dillahunt. Oh my God. Love him so much. He was amazing. Especially, I I feel like Garrett Dillahunt, I I love him uh, as a comedic actor as Mm -hmm. well. Like, Raising Hope, so fucking good. But the scene when Jesse comes to visit him, Mm -hmm. Ed, uh, when Jesse comes to visit Ed, and he is not looking good. He He is bad. Fucking terrified. He knows what's coming, even though the truth is, is if he had been calm, it probably wouldn't actually happen. Everything he does in that scene is just amazing. And, and he, like, that's the kind of person who blows me away, too. Somebody who, mm-hmm. you watch him in something like Raising Hope, mm-hmm. and he is just this bumbling, idiot, hilarious guy mm-hmm. who's committed to the character. Yes. Like, I love that character, even though he's a fucking fool. And then you see him in something like this, and it's completely different makes me want to cry connect with this individual in in such a strong way and he's doing this in a scene with brad pitt yep. who is also Holden, an amazing yes. actor his own. that's why i'm saying i'm not saying by any means that brad pitt was not good brad pitt was great in this yeah You're i'm just, saying it it speaks to the rest of the cast that i feel like he was the 
uh, everybody else was yeah, kind of everybody else outshone him. Yeah, and I think that's great. If I, I were him and I'd been so heavily involved in this movie, isn't that what you would want? That is what you want. And I wouldn't say they outshone him. I, I feel like his performance was incredibly good. I just think it was a bunch of amazing performances. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's, I'm saying. That's what right. it is. Like it he, typically when you're watching a movie with Brad Pitt, he has a tendency to steal the show. Yeah. You know, so that wasn't the case here, which was really awesome. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I, Garrett Dillahunt, I would say this is the best thing I've ever seen him do. Like, it was... Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, he is also largely a supporting character in a lot he of does. things. yeah. Which he was in this, too, and he, yeah. he really didn't have that much screen time. Like, Ebb's really only around to kind of be a bit of adult in the beginning. God. And then have that scene with Frank later. Mm-hmm. In the dark, that scene yeah. in the dark. I think my favorite moment in this movie, though, that big opening moment when we get to see everybody, the train robbery is awesome, but my favorite is the dinner. The dinner at Martha's with the Fords where they're telling stories. And Charlie's telling stories about when Bob and how enamored he was of Jesse and Bob's getting really pissed. Mm -hmm. And then Jesse, doesn't Jesse tell a story? Yeah, because he says it reminds him of this guy who said the same things that oh we're so similar and we're so wonderful and you know I really want to join your gang and uh then he but he was really out to get him the whole time Paul Snyder I was surprised that he was in here at one point so the thing is I wouldn't like I all I knew was that it was Casey Affleck and Ben um, and Brad Pitt Mm -hmm. and I didn't know anything else about the supporting characters or who else was in the film? I'm pretty sure I've mentioned Jeremy Renner to you because you know how I love him. Maybe. So I think I probably but at one point it. when we first see a shot of the gang, I heard somebody yelling and I saw somebody's jawline and I thought, Paul? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, is it uh, Josh Brolin? Is he in this? Oh. Like, I didn't know. But And then and then Paul Schneider shows up. And I, his character, um, what the fuck is his name? Dick Little. Yeah. I liked that character a lot. Oh, he's amazing. Such a slime bag. Playing with the little well, girl. Even, yeah, he is a slime bag. Playing it's, some groundwork with the he's little girl. He's got a wife out. And oh, I know. I don't remember I where yeah, either. Yeah. yeah, So that was really entertaining. The little girl thing is so it's good. So it's just a little bitty drop in there of yeah, like. and it's gross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then he wanders on down to where Bob's taking a bath. And but has, even the beginning, that first scene with him when they're like, oh, we heard you fucked a squaw. Mm-hmm. What was that like? And he's just kind of talking, but not really. You know, and he, I, the and dialogue, then when, uh, when Ed says that there was this, <laughs> this woman, the only woman he's ever been with, but she was so kind to him, but she has a very particular job. job. And, and, but then at the end, he, what does he say? He's like, and he quotes gave something. Her a fair price. Gave, yeah. her, gave him a real fair price. Yeah. And then uh, Dick Little starts quoting a poem, and he goes, Oh, that's nice. Can I write that for her? And he just looks at him and goes, like, Poetry don't work on horse. Oh, that's so good. I there just love were it so much. some great, I, so th- words that I think we need to bring back. Peckerwood. Oh. Sure. Misremember. I misremember shit all the I time. I want to say that. Fuck forgetting. Like, I'm a misrememberer. There is a distinct there difference. There is a difference. Distinct difference. Um, so, misremember. And then, thunderous cooch. Yeah. <laughs> what it <laughs> sound like? I was like, thunderous cooch. This is top-notch dialogue. When Sam Shepard says to Casey Affleck, you don't have the ingredients, son. Yeah. Woo! That was tight. And... I also love when he turns to him and he just, what did he say? He was like, uh, every time you open your mouth, you make me nervous or something like yeah. that. Basically just saying, like, I think you're a freak. Yeah. But but it's Paul Schneider's character, Dick Little, who says, you can hide things in vocabulary. And yep. I thought that was kind of a nice nod to 
the dialogue and what we're hearing people say and what the words are under the words. Jesse likes to say, let's go for a ride. The words under the words there are, I'm going to kill you on this ride. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of him wanting to take people for a ride, and it's very stressful. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't actually want to. Okay. But, yeah, we, I, well, I, I know what you mean. Let's, I do want to take a deep dive on who Jesse is and who okay. Jesse is portrayed as sure. in this movie, but first I want to talk about what, a couple of things. One, I agree with all the things you said about what are great about this. The acting, the characters, the, the cinematography. The pure look of it all. The, the look of it, of it the feel of it, the sound of it, yeah. the vibe kind of wish they had been in Missouri a little bit but oh but I know it did a good job of I feel looking like it recreated more, it yeah it yeah. definitely did a good job of looking more like Missouri in the Missouri yeah parts, there were a lot, of, a lot of mountains in, and I assumed they, were they in, would be in Colorado yeah, they in those were places, in, but, supposed to be in Colorado at that time um yeah better than most like they definitely did a good mm-hmm. scouting job up in Canada yeah. but I still kind of wish they had incorporated right. some of us so it's it's too long I do not think that at all. So, and then I read that there was a four-hour cut. So why do you think it's too long, though? Is it, it just because you had to sit with it, or did it, it doesn't, feel... It, you can get that same effect, and we can love the movie just as much at two hours, I, I believe. So... I, you like the movie, and you want to stay with those characters, and you want to yeah, exactly. keep seeing That's it and feeling why... it, and I get that. But when we go past the two-hour mark, you're going to start to lose me. I don't. It can be just as good and just as impactful and just as amazing and feel just as good at two hours. That's that's one thing. I don't think that's true, but but that's my you're entitled opinion. to your bullshit opinion. My very strong personal opinion and the fucking voiceover, Lindsay. What is it with you and voiceover? I know. So I thought about this. It's a lot. first of all, first of all, it's not a voiceover. It's a narrator. It's a, there fine, is a difference. The narration. The narration. You know, the last time I saw a narration like that was fucking Arrested Development, and I loved every <laughs> minute of it because that's a lot how this felt. I was like, is it Ron Howard? Is he narrating? I don't know who was narrating it, but so. At first, I was like, why then? Why? Why? And yeah. then, why, Lindsay, must you always pick these movies that have this? So, that was the first question. Then I, we're learning more about Bob, and he's... There's been, like, one other movie I picked that has more narration. More than that. More than that. No. no in no. your top five, there are at least two. Yes. Three, actually. It's a good fellow. You could, argue, you could argue that there's some in Lord of the Rings, too. Okay, well, hello. <laughs> so, it's based on a novel, so maybe we're trying... It's about storytelling, so then, and then we get to see... I think that's exactly what it is. Um, all of these, I don't know what to call them, like booklets or comics that Bob has been reading about Jesse James. Oh, they're dime novels. Okay, so these little dime novels, and then I Which thought... Which hadn't actually come out at that time. But... <laughs> so, okay, a little bit of uh, anachronism there. But yeah. Anyway, so they've, they've got this feeling of, we're telling you a story, yeah. we're t- and it didn't feel like a tall tale the way that it was told. It was very matter-of-fact. The moment after he shoots wood mm. and he's like comes on he comes downstairs and he's like well may as well go upstairs and say your goodbyes one of my favorite parts absolutely that, and such a matter of fact up. missouri thing we're gonna stand there we're gonna kneel beside you and yeah. say oh you're probably hurting but i don't want to i would give you a drink of water but i don't think that would help and yep god that's such a missouri thing and so i don't like, think that's just a missouri thing i think that's more a time thing. maybe of the time right like this is just the kind of time we live in and right. i my brothers are uh, in a gang and they're robbers and this is the kind of shit that happens people, people get shot in houses well it's not even just people get shot in houses it's people die yeah a little bit easier right <laughs> so and i i want to talk more because you know what i take back what i said about the no no dinner scene still number one but i also really love that moment of the shooting love it yeah. Um, and I want to talk about this more. But anyway, so <clears throat> we've got this narration. So then I thought maybe it's tell- like the storytelling, like the dime novels, like mm-hmm. the tales of Jesse. Mm-hmm. And now it's like we're past the big deal, fancy 
like high crime Robin days and now it's like his slow decline and he's Mm -hmm. aging and this is what the story is now and it's a little slower paced and it's not as exciting and it's Mm -hmm. a little darker because he's old and he's seen some shit Um, and then there's stories being told throughout the film like the moment when Jesse comes to um, Charlie and he's telling him he's confessing what he did to Ed Mm -hmm. and then he wants Charlie to confess the shit about you you know so I felt like maybe they were trying something there that said, didn't need it. Didn't I, need it. Didn't need the narration. Didn't I don't add it, to the story. I don't think it needed to pop up throughout necessarily. Maybe beginning and end. Yeah, like I, I in the epilogue, think, it made sense. I definitely think it. It I do believe was done for and did have a good effect of making it feel like a story. Mm-hmm. This isn't just you watching. This is us telling you a story, mm-hmm. um, and I like that. So I did like it in the beginning like that too. It does, Lord of the Rings is like that as well. Like it starts in the beginning with this voiceover of, um, let me give you the history of this story. And it's based on a book. Right, exactly. And that's, I'm telling you a story. Like that's what this is. It's not just a slice of life. This is a story about all of this stuff. And I think it helps people who don't know, of course, about Jesse James to get a little bit of that background. Mm -hmm. Most people who know about him know about his days as a bank robber. And this is something that most people don't necessarily know about this mm-hmm. is, this was it this is the end this right. is frank going fuck it i'm out he moves off to virginia jesse's just lost on his own he doesn't know what to do cole younger gang well cole younger the james younger gang broke up because cole and his brothers all got caught it was frank and jesse were the only ones mm-hmm. who got out of i think it was in minnesota where they robbed a bank yeah northfield um, i think yeah and cole escaped prison i think a couple of times he and does have a, writing great, a book. great autobiography <laughs> Like, if you want to read something that is just... Because he outlived everybody. Ridiculous. Frank lived to be in his 70s. Cole lived a long time, yeah. too, though. Um, I feel like this was... There was... Jesse was in this, but it was more Bob's story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think the narration did a good job of doing that, making mm-hmm. it kind of a story. But there were a couple of points where it popped up where it felt... It did feel a little unnecessary at times. Mm-hmm. Like, in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... Love that movie. The narration they have, it's like mm. there's some at the beginning, and I'm cool with it. It's fine. It's whatever. And then halfway through the movie, it just pops up at random when mm. they're like sitting in a bar. And I remember being in the theater and thinking, the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I don't need you talking to me right now, narrator. Just show me the damn movie. <laughs> and I think there there was at least one point where that happened in this movie. Yeah. And it was right after Jesse had assaulted the younger mm, Ford, Albert. the nephew. Yeah. Um, right after he did that and then the narration comes on it's basically telling us how Jesse feels and I'm like I just fucking saw how Jesse feels <laughs> I know he I can, cried I can into his it. horse yeah. I know I know I know, how he I feels. know what he just did with yeah. Ed I know that he's terrified yeah. right now that people are coming after yeah. him because Ed told him that Jim was probably coming after him and he thought that Ed might be too I know that he feels alone and scared mm-hmm. because his brother's gone and his family's gone and the rest of his gang's gone and he just has this bunch of yahoos who yeah he doesn't know what to do like and it's I, out of control i and... get that from the first whatever point that was 45 minutes or so of the movie so let's talk about jesse james all right let's do and it. there's some an important piece of information that i didn't know about jesse james oh. until i thought i saw this movie and it a lot of things clicked into place for me after I learned that piece of information. Yeah, what was that? And that is the fact that Jesse James is, in fact, a Virgo. We'll be coming up on his the anniversary of his birthday on September 5th. You think it's the fact that he's a Virgo has something to do with... <laughs> this motherfucker 
is a Virgo, and he needs to be in control. And um, things start to fall out of control. Sure. Also, I would, I I would argue that probably... Maybe, does ha- he have syphilis or something? He was acting a little bit crazy. No. And paranoid. So, here's here's the thing about Jesse James. <laughs> Jesse James the Virgo. Here's the thing. Jesse went off to war in 64 when he was 16. So, the outset of the war, he was a child. Yeah. And that's something that obviously would be very traumatic for anyone. Oh, yeah. To even be... And in Missouri, where we were split apart, the whole state was split apart, um, and really the the Union side had a stronger hold for the most part in the state of Missouri, and he was on the Confederate side. He saw a lot of shit. Um, once his brother started riding with Quantrill, forces would come and he harass us. was a part us. of the Central Australia Massacre, right? That was later, yeah. yeah. But I mean, when Frank went out to join Quantrill, there were different Union forces who would come and harass the James family, threaten the family. They beat the hell oh, out yeah. of his stepfather at some point. I heard, was it later on that, like, oh, that was the Pinkertons. Oh, like, yeah, the Pinkerton. The bomb in the house. Oh, the Pinkerton, yeah, yeah, definitely. That was fucked up. Blew his it, mom's arm off. Yeah, and killed a brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he saw some shit before he ever did anything either. And then when he does go to war, he goes out with Quantrill, who, by the way, is a raider, bushwhacker, not actually part of the Confederate Army, and from there gets paired up with Bloody Bill. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you know about Bloody Bill, but honestly, all you need to know is that his nickname is Bloody Bloody Bill. Bill. Yeah. Bloody Bill Anderson just fucking killed people. Yeah. He was a psychopath. Okay. I mean, Quantrill loved him because he did what he told him to do, but even he said, this guy's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Direct quote, this guy's fucked up. I don't know. It, wouldn't that be great if that was actually a direct quote from William Quantrill? I'm sure. This bloody he, Bill guy's fucked up. He probably did say that at <laughs> He some basically point. did say that, yeah, this, yeah. Guy, this guy's messed up. There's something wrong with him, but you know, he's, he does he, what I say. You know, if somebody needs to do the dirty work, he can do it. Yeah. There came a point where um, Union forces took Bloody Bill's sisters. He had two sisters. And they took them and imprisoned them mm-hmm. in uh, Kansas City Jail. And then somebody blew up that jail and one of his sisters died and the other one almost died. Mm-hmm. And he here's somebody who's like kind of legit crazy, really lost his mm-hmm. shit, completely went off the rails. Yeah, we have the Centralia Massacre. There are other massacres along the way. Like Jesse James saw and participated in some atrocities from a very young age. So my guess is the little bit of crazy he had was probably more to do with the fact that he did some really bad shit okay. before his brain was fully developed. And he probably, was struggling with that. Yeah, probably more so to do with that than him being a Virgo. Could be wrong. Well, I think the Virgo-ness of it is things are out of his control. Yeah, like, but he I mean, can't, he, he grew can't... up like that is my point. So yeah. he he was the oldest once Frank left. Frank's four years older than him. So when Frank went to war, it was just Jesse. Mm-hmm. And his father at that point was dead. His mother married like two other guys at, right. who were in and out. And then ended up having younger step-siblings. So he needed to be in control. He yeah. was the one who had to keep everything together, even right. though he was a kid at the time. I mean, he's in charge of this gang. He's, he's, this is another Virgo like Cole thing. Younger might have disagreed with you there right. a bit, well, but sure. And Frank, too, for that but matter. But this, in this film, he was the he's in charge. He was the face of the gang. In, he was. But in this film, he is the head of the gang. He, of these, well, yeah, once Frank's gone, the youngers are all gone. Whatever, yeah. Frank is gone, and he's in charge. 
He's planning all of the stuff, even though they don't always do all of the things. That Which he's I think planning. is a big part of the reason why they right. didn't end up doing it is because he was the only one there right. to plan it. Because that of, was not his strength. A lot of a little maybe a little bit of analysis paralysis by Jesse. Um, I don't even know if it's. I think he's. He was. He even called himself gregarious. I think at one point he does. Yeah, he's the the personality mm-hmm. behind it, and it's, he's willing to do the dirty work. You know, it, it but he's like, not the one who's putting the brains in. It's not that he's not smart. Yeah. He's smart, but he's not the one who's actually about planning yeah. the stuff. It, it is interesting to me that he became this popular character. Yeah, and, that was mostly really due to, I can't remember his name, but a journalist in Kansas City. Right, who was writing about him, and he yeah. was even saying that Jesse was writing some of the stories. And Yeah, yeah. he was another Confederate sympathizer who wanted to kind of... And I get that. The, the zeitgeist really made jesse james mm-hmm. it was the you know, time yeah we're, we're coming out of the civil war confederacy is done but these people still felt like they they didn't you can't just say to somebody you are no longer mm-hmm. a confederate like you, yeah. we took away your nation and therefore you are not this thing you know we took away your livelihood and therefore you can't live this way we we no longer believe in the things you believe you are now nothing that's what they felt that's going to breed a lot of uh, um, disdain, a lot of confusion, a lot of heartache, right. and people need something to cling to. And this particular journalist gave them something to cling to. Right. He said, "Look, here's this this, this guy Confederate kid who's trying mm-hmm. to stick to everybody in the union. You know, he's he's robbing trains and he's robbing banks. Now he wasn't saying the fact that the banks that they were robbing for the most part were small small town mm-hmm. banks." Yeah where we're just literally stealing from the people in this small town. Mm-hmm. We're not actually taking from the government at all. I think the thing about his story that was... Because I only ever knew, like, Jesse James gang and the hideouts and the shit that I would hear, like, kind of in the ether here in Missouri. Yeah. The thing that I thought was really interesting was the political aspect of it, that this, the governor of Missouri, Crittenden or whatever, mm-hmm. play, played by James Carville. It's great, right? I was like, what the fuck? I forgot that was him until I saw him and I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. He's like, we need to shut this down. The And was it something that I read or was it something in the movie that maybe it was part of the narration that was like, only the state of Missouri would have allowed it to go on as long as they have. That, that we had somehow... Well, basically, every other state that they had gone to and uh, created trouble in... They got shut down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the state of Missouri, a li- lot of people still love yeah. them. Like, they were this kind of right. Robin Hood story. So it wasn't that the governor and the government in general didn't want to shut him down. It's that they couldn't. The people, right. the people. And yeah. that's that's a big part of it, too, is, again, you know, Missouri being mm-hmm. a little bit half and half, being split during the yeah. war, it was really hard to kind of hold us together. Right. In, in a way that it wasn't in the South. The South is just dealing with their own shit. Yeah. The North is just dealing with their own mm-hmm. shit. Like, they just are living the way that they're living and trying to get back to some kind of normal. But those border states, those border states are just trying to even keep the state together. Yeah. It was just, it was interesting to hear how it all went down. That the, that Bob had gone to the governor. Mm-hmm. Um, they, he said, arrest Dick. And that'll prove to you that I'm, I know what I'm talking about. And then went ahead and, I mean, did what he did. And it was, and then within a day, Charlie and Bob are arrested indicted like sentenced and then pardoned fascinating yeah. shit that That's, was the that was the promise that yeah it was just, just really fast of course they didn't get any of the money right they got like yeah a pennies of the money but yeah so that <clears throat> also people turned against 
Bob um, because of what he had done uh, and, and how he ended up dying, but also that he and Charlie went on the road with this thing. It's great, right? Insanity. The dramatization of Jesse James' murder, or assassination, I guess is what we're going to call it, on that stage was just epic. Like, it was epic to kind of see that. Um, and then to watch how they, like, which Sam Rockwell perfectly cast, to go from this goofball to, like, this really depressed, dark, mm-hmm. acting more and more like Jesse kind of a thing. Um, well, they even had that one where they were crossing the river at one point, and oh, Jesse yes. had asked him if he'd ever thought about he suicide, thought, and, he and he's like, like oh, nah. I got plenty of stuff to look forward to. Nah, never. <laughs> that suicide scene with Sam Rockwell, fuck, I just, I'm telling you, man, everybody in this movie, I love them so hard. Yeah. It's amazing. It's got all the guys. Him it's got just all the guys. Doesn't say a fucking word. The way he breathes. Mm-hmm. Just the way he's just like gulping air for a full minute. Mm-hmm. Why would you in shoot preparation. yourself in the chest? Through the heart. I know, but you're probably like, oh, Shoot yourself in the head, guys. You know what? It worked. It took. I know, he but he probably didn't die right away. I don't know. Maybe. It depends on how good his aim was. That was harsh. I did hear that he actually had tuberculosis, too. I think that was a big reason why he did it. I I mean, in the movie, they kind of make it out to be... He had some kind of an addiction, and he had tuberculosis. Yeah. But in the movie, it certainly seems as though it's largely to do with kind of... Depression. His guilt and everything. Yeah. It may have played a role, but... So so in this movie, Jesse James is this really complicated character um, who's kind of running away from the law, worried about what's going on, and then he starts to just find all these guys from this in this gang that he had to try to figure out what's happening and try to keep things under wraps, keep things in control so that he doesn't get busted. Yeah. And that's just kind of the main thing going on. But the beauty, the beauty of Bob being this fucking fanboy... Mm-hmm. Which, it got really single white female talented Mr. Ripley there for a minute. Like, when he's laying in the bed, like... The scene at the bathtub, too, is great. Yes. Like, he's there for just a couple of weeks, hanging out with them, and then he walks in and starts talking to him in the tub, and you don't even see Jesse's face. You just hear him go, you know, like, I can't figure out if you want to be like me or you you want to be be me. me. It's so perfect. It's a little bit much. And I think... I never, it's not that I don't think that Casey Affleck is a bad actor. I had some problems with him back when Manchester by the Sea came out, all the sexual harassment stuff, which I read up more on that today. It sounds like he apologized and agreed that the shit that went down wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can forgive him for that because he stood up and said, hey, like this wasn't okay. Look, Leah, I have seen you sexually assault men in the past. No, no, no. You fucking grabbed that dude's junk because without his permission. grabbed me without my permission. I Tip for tat. did not see that. I know you didn't see that, I but did that's not what see happened. that. I saw you grab his tat. But look. And that's all I look, saw. We were and that in- is even, regardless, regardless of whether or not he touched you too, you grabbing his tat <laughs> is assault. But that's my point also is that, look, there are people like uh, Weinstein who right, did, was very purposeful Casey, in his abuse. I don't abuse. think Casey did any of that. But and, yeah, and then there are people running, who just do stupid shit. Running a show, running a set, doing something where bad stuff was happening, stuff that shouldn't have happened happened. Right. And he didn't own up to it right away. He has re- he has Well, he recently, may not have even really... Well, no, it, I think it, it can take you a while. To, uh, no, to, I'm saying it can take you a while to even acknowledge that something sure, might have been wrong. Sure. It's not something that with anybody. If you tell me, you know, I, I don't know, 
I've done some stupid shit, right? Oh, who or hasn't? been like who rude hasn't? to people and have said yes. hateful things. And if you told me right away, you know, uh, that time that you called me a retard, that was really wrong. I my gut reaction would be, dude, no, it was I a fucking, fucking joke. Like, or you know, you know, but you know what I mean. Like, no, it I takes know. a while to even figure out that I get something it. might not. I get okay. it. I didn't read. I hadn't read all the way up on it. So for a long time, I've been like, that guy sucks. Like James Franco sucks. Let me be clear. James Franco sucks harder than the Casey Affleck. Um, and he is, in this film, incredibly talented. Also, his skin looked amazing. Oh, yeah. Right? It looked Especially really good. Especially compared to all these other dudes. Yeah. He looked really so good. weathered. Looked really, which really I do good. think was by design, too. Yeah. That, A, because he has to look young. Because mm-hmm. he he was right. 20, not even 20 right. years old. Um, but B, he also, he has this youthful glow and immaturity mm. about him yeah because he hasn't seen all of these things he hasn't been a part of all of these things but that these other it. guys have been he through exactly and it helps you to see it's just, just all how young and immature he mm-hmm. really is in so many ways <laughs> yeah oh no the very single white female so we're watching jesse kind of jesse's ramping down bob is ramping up mm. and they've kind of met and so this film is you know it's exploring that, that relationship between those two dudes. Um, some would say it's a little bit homoerotic. I think that's where I get into, like, the single white female telling Mr. Ridley stuff. Mm. Um, I don't... Like, I don't know. I, I don't see any kind of homoerotic stuff in it there. It was hard. I don't think there was anybody wanting to fuck anybody else. I think it's a kid who lived his a good chunk of his life looking up to this person who everybody thought was so amazing and then yeah exactly and, and then he, he literally killed a does want to be like him and yeah so i so the jesse character it was fun to watch brad do that the rattlesnake was were they rattlesnakes they whatever kind of snakes. snakes they were that was kind of fun That's talking about eating snake skins with a little oil and some garlic that does sound delicious Sounds um, tough. This sounds really good. How about we just put the oil and garlic <laughs> on bread instead? Um, and that he's struggling with what's going on, but he's doing what he can, I think because he wants to protect his family. I think that's really what it came down to. I don't know why he continued Ooh, to I try. Mean, but why did he continue to try to rob? Like, I don't understand why. That's he, the, I, exactly. Because it's all he's ever known. You know, this is, it's funny, like, we, we really romanticize the gangs of this era. Uh, the James Younger gang, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Billy the Kid. He mm-hmm. wasn't a gang, he was one person. But I think there's this romanticization about people of a certain time and gangs of a certain time, like, uh, again, Bonnie and Clyde, mm-hmm. John Dillinger, you know, all of these people. Capone. Capone. We really romanticize all of these things. But the truth is, is if you look at how they lived, it's just like the gangs we have nowadays. Oh, it's yeah. just it's a bunch violence. of young kids yeah. who are growing up in violence, who are thinking this is the only way I can make yep. a name for myself, and I'm going to do stupid shit, and I'm going to ruin my life and others, and I'm going to kill people, and I'm well, going to wind up dead. Riding Boom, all over done. the place, terrorizing people. Yeah. They robbed you a don't, fucking fair. Very few people, I shouldn't say that, a lot of people can get out of it, but not every, you have to make a good concerted yeah. effort to get out of it. Frank got out of it. Mm-hmm. He did end up getting arrested later for some of those crimes he committed, mm-hmm. and, right, and he did his time. And he lived to be a ripe old age. Um, but he made the decision. He said, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going to sell shoes. Yeah, he's, he flat out said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. He moved far away from Missouri with his family and decided to get the hell out. I don't think that Jesse had it in him to get out. I don't think he had it in him to be the only one planning this stuff either. Mm-hmm. So this gang that he put together, this was just randos cobbled sure. together. 
I got one cousin here. He wasn't really into the gang to begin with, but we'll call him up because Wood will help out. Mm-hmm. And then we got some other, you know, I've hung out at this uh, this boarding house with these Fords before. They seem like okay guys. Mm-hmm. We'll just bring them in. He hadn't known them for very long. There's no reason for him to really trust these people at all. And I think that really lent to a lot of that paranoia that he had people around him, but these were not the right people. Mm. These were not the younger brothers. These were not his own family members other than Wood, who's just a cousin. Um, Yeah, I think he just, he got himself in a shitty situation where he wasn't willing to completely disconnect Mm -hmm. and step away and start a separate life for himself. He was, and he didn't. He was in a tough spot, yeah, but he did it to himself. He, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, he, he did it to himself. Yeah. So it's hard. He was. He had hard no to be desire to. It's leave. hard to be sympathetic for him. But at the end, in that moment, when he lays down his guns. So this was the other thing. I'm like, so he lays down his guns, mm-hmm. and then he goes, "Was it really a painting of a horse that he was dusting off?" I don't know. For I don't sure. know. I bet we do know what it. What it was a was. picture of something. Yeah. I don't remember. That he goes to dust it off. Mm-hmm. I in the movie, as I'm watching it, because you're like, why the fuck would he do that? And in the stuff that I read, it was like, well, he didn't think they were gonna come at him mm-hmm. with his family around or something like that. Um, and he didn't know how Wood had died. As like he didn't know the real truth of it. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think he knew that they were involved. Sure, but he didn't They know. found Wood's body that, like, before he had before died he that died. spring. That so, February, maybe? Well, I, I mean, it wouldn't, couldn't have been hard to find. Well, that's, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but that's my point, is they found Wood's body pretty damn close to yeah. the Ford house. So we knew. So, why? why? It felt like in the movie there was this moment of, like, he's just given up. Yeah. He just is like, you know what? This is my fate. I made my bed. I'm just going to fucking lie in it. Here I go. Yeah. They've got Dick. They're going to be coming for me. I may as well just hang it up right now. And if these guys, or he's saying, these motherfuckers don't have the balls to shoot me. Because he's arrogant AF. He is, but he's also very impetuous. And if he got it into his head in that moment, too, of maybe nah, this is it. Maybe this you is know, better. That, that's all it yeah. could be. I mean, I, obviously, we can't know the truth. Um, in the movie, it makes it pretty damn clear that he knows what's coming. Yeah. Well, I'll just set my guns here. Mm-hmm. He sees the reflection of he, Bob in the glass. Yes. He, like, it's super clear that... He knows. In the movie, and I assume in the book as well, that he understands and knows what's about to happen. Yeah. And, he, I mean, I don't know if he's okay with it, but he's allowing it. Yeah, um, he accepts it. My guess... Is that in real life, it probably, it probably was more like, this is my house, nobody's gonna fuck with me in my house, and just as simple as, yeah. uh, you know, I'm gonna do whatever I want. I don't, I don't think yeah. he was thinking about it in, in real life. In, in, real, in real life, life I life. think it's probably much less an exciting psychological um, depiction, and it's mm-hmm. more just sort of... Yeah, these guys are here, but whatever, nothing's gonna happen, and then boom, something happened, and I'm dead. And it's wild. It is wild to think that Bob, well, immediately runs down, writes out his little telegraph. You might want to hold, hold telegram. You might want to hold on to that. And then here we are. We're putting this body on ice. Yeah. We're taking photographs of it. It's just, it's nuts That's that this shit that person they is murdered. They used, they, 
the uh, carpet squares in the house and the wood, everything, the floors in the house oh, that got sold. all cut away. No, people would just, people who... They took it? Yeah. Randos who wanted to see where he died just came in and took cut it all to bits. It's the same thing that happened with Bonnie and Clyde. Same thing happened there. Mm-hmm. And they, like, towed their car through the town. And townspeople just came up and started cutting at her hair, pulling off their clothes, Ew. taking buttons from her dress, all of that kind of stuff. That's fucking up. It is, but I also feel like if we had the ability to do it today, people would do the same stupid shit. People are just... People are wild. I do... I, so, yeah, again, I think Jesse's an interesting character. Not really that sympathetic. I enjoyed the portrayals of... And then reading about you how... You think he's sympathetic at all in this? No. Not... I feel like you get to see a lot of that inner turmoil. And maybe, maybe my thoughts are colored a bit more by knowing the real guy. So. And his history and, you know the things that he saw and did, which they did tell you about, um, but I'm sure you didn't really get he, a feel for it. When he's telling that story to Charlie about what happened with Ed, yeah, and he's like, oh, and then he turned on me, and yeah. I... It's all a lie. It is, but... That's not... But we saw... Here's the thing, it's, though. He's manipulating them, and then he's... He is, It's but like we psychological s- torment we on these We saw guys. how upset he was. We saw... Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to make a point. You cannot help it. (laughs) I'm I'm sitting on my hands. Okay. We saw um, how how tormented he was after what happened with Ed. Mm. I do not believe that he wanted to kill him. He felt like he had to. And he's fucked up in the head. Yeah, he's a little bit crazy. And I think when he told that story, part of it was manipulative. But the reason why he was trying to manipulate them, too, is because he was afraid for his own life and his family yeah. at this point as well. And I think, I think he was, I think he was lying to himself. I think he's making an excuse to himself that he was a threat to me. He, well, and he In the did same believe way that, it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Even though this man is sick and very clearly needs a wife. Right. There was nothing in this portrayal of Jesse James that made me think, oh, he's a psychopath, or oh, he's undefendable, or... I didn't think he was a psycho. I just felt like he was unsympathetic. I I, didn't, I, I know what I didn't, you mean. You know, I just, like, I still I, sympathized with him in a lot of all areas. All of the because things you could, that you're telling me make... So when you're talking... So for it to have been an epic, mm. if they have shown me Jesse's growing up, Jesse's being in, with Quantrill, Jesse's mm-hmm. all of this stuff to this... This is the piece of the movie that I, I did want to see this, and this is a good movie as is, but an epic would have shown me everything. And then I all of the stuff you've been talking about, like he grew up mm-hmm. in violence. So when he beats the shit out of Albert, who is just a kid, mm-hmm. he's like punching him. He's like, where's Jim? Where's Jim? Where's Jim? And uh, is it Charlie is with him at that point? No, no, no. It's Paul Schneider's character. It's Dick. Yeah. Dick. And he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? And then, then he breaks down by the horse. You giving me that backstory helps me mm-hmm. understand. He did that violence because that's the only thing he knows how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to figure something out. But as I'm watching it, even with the crying, I'm like, eh. hmm. seems like a Seems like a messed up guy, but pff, that guy's a fucking dick. Okay. I think I actually wrote, man, Jesse's a dick. I'm not disputing that. <laughs> I think he's a dick. He's a murderer. He is not a good person. I definitely did sympathize with him at times. Um, but yeah, like I said, maybe that's, that's me I, having I think more that background might be some into of the character. Yeah, but I guess the stuff that really fascinated me was the politics of it, and that people in Missouri would have been mad at Bob, or that, 
um, just just everything that kind of went down that the, that it was a government like that the government was paying Bob or making a deal with Bob to go after Jesse. They had had like uh, a bounty on his head for a while yeah. too. This wasn't anything new. Bob just, came to them. Yeah. Well, just, because he he didn't want to go down. Honestly, from a historical perspective, you could argue that Bob killing Wood is what set all of this off. Because he just needed to not go to prison for that. Yeah, that's, that's really true. all. So it came we needed down to cover to. some yeah. CYA. That so, Wood shows up. He knows the dicks going upstairs. Back to this, best scene. this is the I love this best so much. Scene. Goes upstairs, and then they just start shooting at each other. And I'm like, uh, Wood and Dick are terrible shots because we're in close quarters and they can't fucking. And well, then those those guns aren't necessarily the best. I know, either. but it's close quarters. Nobody's hitting anybody. Finally, somebody gets hit in the leg. Somebody else gets hit in the hand. It was wood, so his yeah. gun goes flying. He goes to pick up his gun, and Bob's just like, bang. Well, because he was... I don't I don't know that... It's a great... I think that's what makes I it think such Bob's a great a good scene, shot. Too, is Bob's sitting there in his bed. He's just watching it all go... Just down. watching. And I think you can see... He looks so young there. He just looks mm-hmm. like a kid who's just kind of startled and taken aback, and he's holding tight to his, his gun because he knows house. he has to. In his own house. But he doesn't know what he's going to do... And I don't think he knew what he was going to do until that very moment when Wood pulled the gun back mm-hmm. out and or raised the gun up mm-hmm. to Dick's head and was, like, was going to fire. And then it was like, that's it. And also, like... But he kept it together in such a way that just... Yeah, he just that's very calmly was like, play him. Just play him. Play him. Play him. Play him. Play him. Play him. I just can't... Should be blamed. I will never get over the performance with Casey Affleck. I just won't. Like, that, that scene, he goes from being... This like almost kinda, naive little kid like who's just timid, watching this unsure. stuff. He's timid. He's scared. He's unsure. I can see that in his face. To doing this thing, but not freaking out about it. Yep. Actually being okay with it. I feel like I did the right thing. To full-fledged adult of, oh, yep. he's still breathing. Uh, we got to give, give him and say, yeah, come say and say goodbyes. goodbyes. It's just this amazing, um, it was great. fully faceted character. Yeah. And I do, I do just love that scene when she comes in and she goes, Wood, I sure do hope you're not in all this horrible pain right now. Uh, I'm going to miss you. Uh, the kid's going to miss you. We're all going to miss you. Also, like, Wood, okay, so you know Dick is just some kind of like... Dick. Enamuratu, as he refers to him. That's not even a word. And then I was like Googling that. I was like, is that even a word? And it's... Oh, it's what was it? Was it Ed though who was like, "Oh, that's great." <laughs> there's an Italian word. Um, hold on. Enamorato, mm-hmm. um, which is like a man in love or whatever. So they go to Wood's dad's place, and his it's horrible wife, his st- stupid wife, and Wood's just like, you know, keep your hands off. Yeah, he, he knows because yeah. he knows. Well, he's in competition with Dick for a little girl. Well, in fairness, he was really in competition for right. the mother. Right. It just so happens that she's not. Which, it's funny, too, because oh, most people think that Jesse James really had a thing for her mm-hmm. as well. And that's the main reason that he actually kind of Was hanging out over there? Going to the, yeah, hanging out at the Ford place. She must have been a real, I, real piece. And then she's just in the privy, like, with her legs open. And he shows up and... 
I'm like, a Blomkin in the privy? Is that what this ends up being? And then he almost gets killed by a wood because of that? Yes, because I fucking told you. <laughs> this is my father's wife. Keep your hands off. I don't think... So they... First of all, when I was talking about gangs nowadays too and kind of the idea of living the life, I think it's the idea of, you know, you, you live by the sword, die by the sword. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you live a life that's filled with violence and... Yeah, I think it's easier to to turn on somebody who, even if they are part of your sphere. Um, second of all, they really, they weren't actually friends. They were, you know, Wood, again, he's Jesse's cousin. That's how he got involved with all of this. Dick Little is actually a friend of the Fords. Mm-hmm. So they kind of all came together, and they hang out together, and they, you know, do jobs together, but they weren't really friends. So... And I don't know that you necessarily get that as much from the movie. I think in the movie you do get the feeling like, these guys all know each other. They're yeah. all the same gang. They all, they're all they all friends and stuff. But they really weren't necessarily. So I think that makes it a little bit easier to understand also. that. And I don't know. There is, again, that great scene in the, in the bedroom there. There's that moment where you don't think that Wood's going to actually kill him. Like, They've come, it's a stalemate, right? Mm -hmm. They each hurt each other. They're kind of guns down, you know, one's out, one's down, and they're just kind of breathing heavily, looking at each other, and you get that feeling that they're going to be like, all right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) we we hammered this out, like, we're done, the the beef has been squashed, Mm -hmm. Um, which is why it's so kind of such a great moment when he does pick up the gun and just walk over there yeah. and he puts it to his head and he's, yeah, he's gonna fucking pull the trigger. Um, yeah, it was a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be a woman living in a house like that, knowing these guys are going out, committing crimes, and then coming back. Mm-hmm. Although With your daughter there, too. I know. It does sound like they had fun when they committed the crimes. Like, they kind of joshed around and had a good time. Yeah. And, and the that's truth part is, of the, the tallness of it. The, the There weren't really that many people who were injured or killed in the commission of, especially with the James Younger gang crimes. It was really just a handful. It's not like every time they went somewhere, they were just blasting the place apart. Most of the time, they were rather cordial, so to speak, <laughs> with their robberies. Yeah. Um, which I think helped build that mythology too. You know, I, they weren't just going in and killing people all over the place. But I'm trying to see if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. Lying like a rug. I liked that. Mm. Um, let's see. I felt like casting, again, I felt like casting Brad as Jesse was just the most right thing they could have done. Hmm. Um,. When when Brad was coming up to the house in St. Joe, <coughs> and the little girl's out in the yard, and he starts kind of growling at her. He's, like, playing mm-hmm. with her. I was like, oh, it's like Anthony Hopkins from Legends of the Fall. <laughs> <laughs> just like, old man's growling at you. Um, I did like the, just the, the fun part of that too when he comes in and he's like you lost your shoe and she's like I know he's like that's gonna be a problem they don't they don't, <laughs> they don't sell, sell them singles um Zoe Deschanel just shows up at the end super random yeah she almost she's I, got an old-timey voice I'm but not she doesn't look like she belongs in this movie I remember years ago I did like her voice and now there's something about it that just rubs me the wrong way I just liked it when 
in New Girl, her and Nick were like doing like old timey radio. Radio, yeah, 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 like they're gonna have. Was it Nick that she was doing it with? That she just, mm-hmm. I can't remember. I don't remember them doing that, but um, all right, burning question. Oh, questions. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. what makes a person choose a life of crime? What, which I guess you answered that question for Jesse that it was just violence and that's what he was born into, and yeah, so um, again, the zeitgeist is big, right? I mean. There's only been one time in our nation, I guess you could argue twice, the Revolutionary War, but really, Civil War. There's only been one Civil War Mm -hmm. in the United States. Um, And that affected everybody. So I don't know, I don't know as much about the Fords or Wood or, you know, the other characters in this movie, those individuals. I would assume they're of a certain age that they probably fought as well in some manner. Mm-hmm. whether it was actually as part of an army or as bushwhackers. I know they were Confederate sympathizers. Um, if they didn't fight, they sure as shit were running into shit in their own homes. So I would say every one of these people had been through some really hard times in the 20 years prior. Yeah. I, I mean, between war and it's Reconstruction and then just being in a time where people died a little easier. I mean, Jesse and Z had a set of twins that died. Mm. I feel like they died really young. Like, I think both of them died as babies. Um, the, Life was harder. Yeah, I mean, the woman who was the, the, the Ford sister, she was a widow. Um, yeah, exactly. Life was harder in general. And then you put it in the context also of being in a border state during the Civil War. I would say all of them had a greater propensity for thinking we got nothing to lose, having a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, um, and being exposed to extreme violence. So, yeah. I must say, I didn't, this isn't a question, it's just a comment. In the title card, I believe, maybe it was just on iTunes, the B in the title was capital. Like, the B in the by was capitalized. So it was like, the assassination of Jesse James... By capital B. Oh. And I was like, fuck that. That's wrong. That's incorrect. Yes. That is incorrect. Um, so was the capitalized? By the No, capital? no, no. It was just, just by. the B and by. That's weird. Up was lowercase and by was uppercase. Huh. And yeah, it was stupid. Strange. Um, is there a Jesse James today? Do we have these kinds of. You mean the guy who cheated on Sandra Bullock? <laughs> there but is. I mean, a but Jesse like, James is it like, today. is is it anonymous? Is it Banksy? Are these the people that we look at today and we're like, oh yeah, and they're kind of, you know what I mean? Like, do we have outlaws today like we did back then? I think we always have people who we look up to for entertainment value, even if they aren't good people. I think we absolutely have that all the time. Yeah. Um, I think. We have a lot of celebrities like that who, of course, aren't necessarily bank robbers, thank goodness, but aren't necessarily doing great things, and yet for some reason people are looking up to them. I think we have people like Donald Trump who a lot of people look up to and think of as a... um, White-collar criminals is what we're talking about. Maybe, yeah, maybe not necessarily a Robin Hood figure, but somebody who stands up for us and believes in us, but is actually... He's not a sociopath. He's not cool enough to be a sociopath, but very clearly has his he's narcissistic. He's not smart enough. He's not smart enough. Um, but he's not a good person. We'll say that. I, I think, So I definitely think that there are people who, whether they are truly criminals or not, are not good people, and yet we build up a mythology about them because we see something in them that makes us think 
they represent us or they're on our side or they do the things that we wish we had the strength or the ability to do. What was it I was reading or I watched uh, the show, it was a doc on Netflix Mm -hmm. about, I'm going to find it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Oh, yeah. Um, And that is about, what's his face? Some guy who runs... Hunter something or other. Um, But yeah, and that's the story about a guy who was in a lot of ways breaking all the rules on the internet, creating a revenge porn site that connected people's Mm -hmm. porn to their social media accounts. Um, And a lot of people were like, this guy's awesome. He's hilarious. So I feel like that... Yeah. That is the kind of person that maybe it would be some, but I think yeah, and that is I think what happened with Jesse James. It was, oh, this guy for for Confederate sympathizers right after the yes. war. Yeah, it was oh look at that. This kid didn't get beaten down. Yeah. He's fighting he back. Gets He's it. sticking it to yeah. him. He's doing all those things that <laughs> we wish we had the ability or the balls to do. Yep. Is Bob Ford the first fanboy? The first fanboy? I'm he, sure he's not. The bit where he. They've opened up his little box under the bed that has his little, little stories yeah. and, like, his mask from the train robbery. I don't know how much of that is true. It just was, either. it was just I'm sad. very curious about that. I haven't done a ton of research or read a whole lot about Robert Ford. Um, I am actually really curious if he felt that strongly about Jesse James yeah. or if he really just wanted to be part of a gang because this is the coolest gang and yeah. I know these guys and, like, let's, yeah. you know, I want let's to get get, Let's get it. Right. He was definitely sympathetic in this film, his character, and the moment where he kills Jesse is pretty powerful stuff because mm-hmm. he's really wrestling with he he's like, I know I have to do this, but you know he doesn't want to do it. Even yeah. though he doesn't there were moments where he was upset with Jesse or angry with him, um, where his hero definitely the the, the hero stuff kind of he, he realizes he's a real person. Mm-hmm. Um it's tough when you put somebody on a pedestal like that and I mean, imagine that happened, you know, for you with me when you realize I'm a real person and I'm not always awesome all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I brush my teeth like everybody else. I put my pants you don't, on. Though. No, I don't. I put my pants on. Apparently, one, you I put my leggings on brush one leg at, the, at a time. Naked. <laughs> I'm not I naked. Don't. Like in a towel. <laughs> I told you, or else I will get tooth. And I have the toothpaste on my shirt today as proof that I can't brush my teeth without getting toothpaste on myself. Yeah, let's not so. So I guess what I'm saying is like I understand you had me on a pedestal, but now that you know this about me with the toothbrushing, you're like, that's what yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, that's really heartbreaking. No, that, you it's, know, uh, it's you have been a hero, a and then really hard journey for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but have you ever had someone like that who you put on a pedestal and then you realize that I can't imagine that you ever have. I really I don't, can't. I don't think I have. I don't think you have. I, I, no, I mean, I I don't think so. I I've think definitely so. been, like, I, I, I'm a fan of a lot of people, you know, actors right. or singers. But you or, are I don't such know, a whatever, realist but. and even a pessimist that I feel like you'd just be like, there's definitely probably something wrong with them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I can't think that I ever, I'm trying to think if, Okay, Will Smith may be a good example. I was just so in love with him when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and the whole slap thing really hurt, and that he, like, just really hurt me, because I was just like, I know he's better than that, and then he did this stupid bullshit. I think the, 
That kind of stuff. The the part that's funny for me is that you just said, I know he's better than that. When, he's obviously when not. You, when have you met him? Like, when have you had the conversation like, with I just, him? I, you just know him. Like, you just know him. Like, you just know who he is. I think uh, maybe that's one of the differences here right. is that I, I acknowledge that I don't actually know any of these people. Will Smith is who he is in Independence Day. That is who he is. That's really. That is who he is. Are you sure? I am Positive. I feel like maybe that's Look, inaccurate. He, like, he literally was the Fresh Prince, and he played the Fresh Prince on TV. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think, mm, hmm. okay, maybe. Sure. Fine, I don't know. fine, whatever. Um, In fairness, I've only heard good things about Will Smith. Okay. And I think that's why that slap hurt me, too, is because right. I, I do think what he has put out there has it's been... mostly positive shit. Exactly, that, that he's a good person yes. and when I say put out there I don't necessarily mean like in a publicity sense right. I mean people who have just met him fans I've only ever heard good things mm-hmm. about him um I have not heard particularly good things about his wife yeah and I feel like maybe that's part of what but maybe but because you know, she's a woman like well that's true that's fair yeah. you know I don't even say that. yeah but there know. definitely is a difference there and between. also whatever happens to Chris Rock also happens to me so it did physically hurt me did it yeah. Wow. Chris Rock has an orgasm. I have an orgasm. Really? Yeah. How often does that happen? I'm Not that curious. Often. <laughs> Not that often. Okay. Poor Chris. American Outlaws, Assassination of Jesse James. <laughs> like, if you had to, like, recommend one, like, to someone. If you, if you want just a fun, silly, nonsense romp, American Outlaws. If you, yeah, you, you're like, you know what I really want right now? is to see a movie set to click, click, boom. <laughs> if that's what you want, you want American Outlaws. Yeah. If you want a beautiful, because this is a beautiful is movie beautiful, yes. in general. It is beautiful to watch. It is beautiful to listen to. It is, I hesitate to say it's a beautiful story because that sounds gross because it's, of course, a story right. ultimately about murder. But it is... A beautifully done story. If you want to sit and watch a great film filled with some of absolute top tier performances, some of the best cinematography, I would go with the assassination of Jesse James. Yeah, and and bring some snacks because it is going to be long. It is going to be long, but it's, it's gonna, gonna long. it's gonna be worth it. Is need to get yourself a wife? The old you don't have a husband. You don't have a husband. You need to get yourself a wife. I feel like. It's I two feel sides like it's the same coin. You know, you, you know the line that he put in there that was just cut out was, "I don't see what's so hard about it. just go find yourself a cousin." <laughs> oh, you got okay. so many cousins, just pick. You got one. so many cousins, so that's maybe that's pick a the question. one. Maybe go ahead and pick the one that was named after your mom. Take that one; she'll be great. Do you have a hot first cousin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You gotta ask yourself: Have you had a hot hot first cousin? I don't know that I've ever thought of my first cousin's uh, attractiveness because they're my cousins. <laughs> So, I think all of my cousins are good-looking people. I'll give them that. I can't say that any... Although I have a really hard time... I have a really hard time... My cousin Jimmy, who is a grown man, mm. I have a really hard time, like, dissociating him from the kid who put got snot and drool all over <laughs> my bedroom. <laughs> like, I can't say that I, any of my first cousins are hot. Like, some, there's some of them are attractive, sure. Um, but not like Does that, hot. are you the hot cousin? No, I'm definitely not the hot oh. cousin, but I am wondering if... Is your sister the hot cousin then? <laughs> no. Even though you guys look exactly alike. Um, I am wondering if Brad Pitt was your first cousin, 
if you would marry him yeah like like yeah, sure that's the question like yeah. absolutely why not like i would i would put my foot down about having kids i'd be like we don't want was my my uncle refers to them as flipper children <laughs> right. um and i'd be like yeah i don't we don't you want any flipper, flipper kids but yeah i'd marry him sure why not it's brett pitt uh, yeah how much dna do you have in, in common with your like 25 percent, 50 percent 25 25 50 because you're that's right because yeah like your mom and like one of their parents or your dad like one of your parents has like 50 percent in common 25 yeah so it's probably about 25 hey back in the day it's a roll the dice i mean royalty did it all the time what the fuck kind of name is zerelda 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 it's like esmeralda you don't feel like we should bring that back no, I'm out on Zerelda. <laughs> not a good name. Zizi is kind of a hip nickname. I used that was my when I was a kid. I was Zizi. The Zizi. Is that because you couldn't say your name? My brother couldn't say. Yeah, so he couldn't say Lindsay, happens. so I became Zizi. That always happens. Um, let's see. Could Ben Affleck have played Bob? No. Like it? You don't think so? Okay, you said you said that you couldn't see anybody else as Jesse here, and I think that's great. I hadn't thought about it. Okay. But I feel like others could have. DiCaprio. I just don't think DiCaprio could do it. DiCaprio, a young DiCaprio probably could have played Bob. So, <coughs> um, excuse me. I have a hard time. Matt Damon? I cannot see anybody else as Robert Ford in this movie. Mm. I just don't think anybody. I am so in love with Casey Affleck's performance with this. It yeah. is honest to God. This is one of my favorite movies, but honest to God, that his is it's one of my absolute most famous performances Mm -hmm. in a movie ever so it's really hard for me to think about who else could have done it i'm sure somebody else could have done it and it would have been fine it might have even been good or great that's why my my question of that's my question of ben i guess my question is really is casey a better actor than ben i've always thought so yeah i do think that i think ben gets a lot of flack i think he's a good actor he's all right yeah but casey is something else Honestly, he just, there's something about him. a cut above. Yeah. Yeah. And if I were Ben and somebody told me that they thought Casey was a better actor than me, I probably would be like, yeah, yeah, no shit. He's better than <laughs> most people. <laughs> but uh, I get eat J-Lo's pussy, so it's all fair. Right. You know, all fair an in love and acting. already, too. He's two, doesn't he? He got no. one for Good Will Hunting. For yeah. writing. He was nominated as a director. That's what it was. Okay. For what? Uh, um, Argo. Or was it Writer? Was a writer or director for Argo? I don't know. Or but Casey has one? No, no. That was Ben. He was... So Casey, Casey was nominated. nominated for this film. He was nominated for this film, which, yeah, like I said, it would have been better had it come out a year before because there's nobody, nobody in the world <laughs> who could beat Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. We know that. Old Javi, the real psychopath. I mean, we talked about how fucking amazing he was. And here's the thing. I say this... Casey Affleck performance one of my all-time favorites so put them head to head <coughs> I probably would choose Casey Affleck just because what he did resonated with me more but yeah Javier Bardem I mean nobody can beat him right like so Manchester by the Sea did he he was he won he won that. best he actor okay. for that one in 2017 um, Which I still maybe I'll watch that tonight since I. But that's his only other Oscar because it was just the nomination for this and then that yeah. win for Manchester by the Sea. He hasn't been in the Oscars, in Oscars contention since then. Light of My Life was really good. 
It's crazy to me that Ben Affleck is so fucking famous. Because the first time I saw him was probably Mallrats. And then it would have been Chasing Amy. So it's wild to me to think that that guy then... So Ben's won two Oscars. He won for director. Well, he won Best Motion Picture for Argo. So he would have directed okay. that one. Yeah. And then the screenplay for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. I thought he won something for Argo. So maybe it was just that Argo won. Which you've not seen, right? That's on our list. It I think it's on, on the list. list because I have not seen yeah. it. And it is really good. All right. Um, let me see. What else? <coughs> hey, uh, um, is Jesse a good boss? No. How about Frank? Yeah. Frank's good? Frank is the one who kept shit together for the longest time. He's shooting time. people straight. You don't have the ingredients, son. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start telling people Frank that Frank was work. a smart guy. I'm going I'm to be like, yeah, you're not meeting expectations. I'm not going to say you aren't meeting expectations. I'm going to say you don't have the ingredients. I think you should it say It cuts that. deeper. It does. It's very personal to say It's that. super personal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The only thing I had under here was I wrote James Earl Ray and Lee Harvey Oswald question mark. So, some, who killed, wait, somebody killed somebody and then somebody killed him. Are you talking about Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby? That's it. Okay, yeah. What did James Earl Ray do? James Earl Ray killed um, um, Martin Luther King, right? Okay. Wasn't that James Earl Ray? James Earl Ray. Also from Missouri. He is? I I typed in James Earl and I clicked on James Earl Jones. (laughs) So, I. Or am I off? Wait. I feel like he is. I'm confused. So, I think he did live in Missouri for a time. So, he was born in Alton, Illinois. Mm. It's just right across the river. Yeah. Died in Nashville. Who are we talking about? This is James Earl Ray. Okay. And um, he did kill... <laughs> Wait, did he kill... Martin Luther King. Okay. Jr. Okay, so I'm right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Ray's father, known by the nickname Speedy, passed a bad check in Alton, Illinois, and then moved to Ewing, Missouri. I'm from Palmyra, which is right close to Ewing. Right and close. The w- <laughs> woman who was my history teacher in like fifth grade went to elementary school with James, James Earl Ray, um, which that was kind of her. She was also a really interesting lady, Alice Gos, Alice Ann Gosney. Hmm. Um, I knew Gosneys. Yeah, a lot of Gosneys in P Town. So anyway, so yeah, James Earl Ray, but Jack Ruby killed Lee Harvey Oswald, Jack. who killed. JFK. John John Kennedy. Supposedly. So, so here we have Possibly. Jesse James. Right, right, right. Because the whole we'll mm-hmm. get into that at some point. Because we're gonna have <laughs> because to watch I am JFK. gonna make you watch JFK. Yeah. yeah. So we have this famous person mm-hmm. who is a murderer mm-hmm. who is assassinated by another person who then becomes famous for having killed him. Mm-hmm. It's to me the same kind of thing. It is very I think the thing that's really similar too is the idea that Look, whoever killed JFK did it for a reason. Let's say that it was Lee Harvey Oswald. Whether he was a... Maybe maybe it wasn't and he was just a patsy. Maybe it was him and he was hired to do it. Or whatever the thing is, is he had his reason. Robert Ford had his reason. Yeah. The only reason... Okay. <laughs> this is going to get into <laughs> something else because I feel like... I feel like there are a lot of questions about Jack Ruby as well. But in theory, Jack Ruby, he said he killed Lee Harvey Oswald just because he thought that he did something bad. Like, he was upset with him for killing JFK. He was upset with him for killing JFK, so he decided so maybe it's to take it upon himself to kill him. Bob Kelly the guy killing he, Robert Ford. Right, exactly. Same thing. He had no connection to Jesse Kelly? James. He just decided to take it upon himself to be the one 
who, because he was angry with him for killing this guy who he liked, this celebrity, I'm just going to take it upon myself to kill him. That I find super fascinating. Because he just kind of walked in and... Yeah, he just decided, I'm, I'm going to be the vigilante today. I'm just going to take justice into my own hands. I don't have anything to do with any of these people. I don't know these people. I don't know anything about these people. I'm just going to kill them. Now, that's what Jack Ruby said. Really, there were connections that right. he had to Sam Giancana, which JFK had connections to Sam Giancana. It's Got a whole it. thing. But Edward O'Kelly. Edward O'Kelly. Okay. O'Kelly, which is last name. Yeah. Um, entered the saloon. It was in the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. hello, Bob. And then just shot him. And it says, he became the man who killed Jesse James in the way that Jack Ruby became the man who killed Lee Harvey Walk. Or no, no, no. He became the man who he killed the Robert man Ford. Who, ki- the, who killed the man who killed Jesse James. In oh, the same you. way that Jack Ruby became the, the man, man who, who killed, killed the man who killed JFK. Um, his sentence was commuted because of a medical condition and a 7,000 signature petition in favor of his release. Yeah. Because Bob Ford was in Hated. such... such I, in the movie when they say... He got a bunch of letters, and he got to the point where he was just reading them out of curiosity. It didn't even hurt anymore. Um, he was killed on January 13, 1904, while trying to shoot a policeman. I guess this guy just liked to kill people. That's the thing. you got to have a big-ass screw loose to be like, well, I don't know these people, and I ain't involved with any of this shit, but I don't like what he did, so I'm going to kill him. Yeah. There's something fucked up in your head. Whereas Robert Ford... Had, I'm not saying it was necessarily good reasons. But he did have a reason. He had legitimate, so to speak, reasons. Whether it was the money to get out of of going to jail. um, Issues that he had with his relationship with with this person who he knew. There were things going on there that I feel like are more understandable than the, you just got to fucking screw loose person. And I'm just going to go shoot you. Right. Was it, so the whole, the coward Robert Ford... Was it something about Ford's gravestone where he had been buried? What was on the stone? Uh, Jesse James Stone said something like, killed. he was killed by a coward who we won't name. Something like that. Hold on. It's like, here lies it. Jesse James. He was murdered by... In loving memory of my beloved son, murdered by a traitor and coward whose name is not worthy to appear here. Yeah. Um, and then on... Ford Stone, it says the man who shot Jesse James. Yeah. That's so wild. I love the part where he says in the movie, I, I think it was when he was talking to the saloon girl, Zoe, um, but when he was talking to her and he said, I really thought people would love me. Yeah. Like, I thought that they would be grateful and would love me for it. But and he also said, you know, I was like 20 at the time. Sure, yeah. I didn't know what I was, was doing. He didn't know what he was doing, and in hindsight, duh. But there is also an element of, you know what? People should have been grateful. And I'm not, maybe they shouldn't have been grateful, but I'm saying it's not like he, he didn't kill some great man. He killed an outlaw. Yeah. A murderer. A yeah. bank robber. A Who train a bounty robber. On his head. Exactly. And I, I do think that goes to show how f- fucked up humanity is. That we can see celebrity as being more important than the soul of a person. Oh, yeah. The importance of a person. Well, Um, and I I don't like that anybody had to just get shot. Like, that's kind of shitty. Like, I don't wish that for anyone, that you would be shot and killed. That's very violent. Like, I would much rather maybe he turned Jesse in or something like that. He just didn't feel like he had a choice. He was pretending. It was self-preservation. And I I don't think he did, regardless of... 
his true motives, which we may not know, that kind of thing. I mean, I think we have a decent handle on it, but right. Um, but I absolutely believe that he thought he didn't have a choice there. Nobody was going to turn Jesse James in. Right. Are you shitting me? And Charlie wasn't going to shoot him. No. I don't know. I don't know if that he was Charlie even was even there. Like, he was there at the homestead. But maybe not. I don't know room. if he was really there at the time or not. Yeah. I don't remember. I know there were stories. Maybe he was there and he was the one who said it. But I know there was the... Um, some people said that, like, Bob never even stood up. That he just sat casually back in the yeah. chair and just fired from there. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was Bob saying it, too. Maybe that was part of the mythology that he kind right. of built up. I don't know. And I guess in some, they say he Jesse was standing on a chair. And some say he wasn't standing on a chair. I've only heard that he was standing on a chair. <laughs> but that could also just be the only stuff that I've read. When they're, when they're in the, like, their little play... And people in the crowd are yelling at him, and he just just gets in the crowd and starts wailing on you people. You know what I think is so great? <laughs> like, love What's that. so great about that scene is the house lights are down. Yeah. How the fuck did he know who said it? He, he, just, just, he was like, fuck, I'm going just, after somebody. Grabs the first old man. I'm going to beat all these motherfuckers down. <laughs> so, yeah. The theater. I do love that. And, and here we bring it back to the theater. The theater. <laughs> We've come full circle, which means it's time to close this episode. Can this... I ask, though? Yeah. So, you you said you agreed that there are good performances. Oh, absolutely. How do you feel about this movie? Is it one that you actually... Well, I bought it, for one, so it's in my collection now. So, I mean, is it one you would recommend? Is it one oh, yeah. that you enjoyed? I... Do you think it was really good? Or I did, did enjoy just... it. I think it is good. I only gave it four stars. Oh, God. I know. Sorry, why? <sighs> Because I, f- again, too long, didn't need the narration. Um, but reasons why it doesn't. Okay, it- hold on one second. Yeah. I gotta ask. Yeah. Five star movie from you. Well, we talked about this last like last Just time. Just give, give, give me one. Pray, Jennifer's Body. Pray is the five star movie. <laughs> Jennifer's Body is a five star movie. Look, it's my The assassination I is, I of read- Jesse James look, look. by the coward Robert, Robert Ford. Ford. Is a four. It's a four. Because, oh, again, gosh. it is... But, but all of the... Like, the acting is incredible. The performances are amazing. Yeah. Um, the character depictions are fabulous. And it looks hecka good. I have another couple of questions for you. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, we talked about how amazing the cast is. So, favorite Performance? Favorite. Well, sure. Yeah, let's start okay. there. Favorite performance in this. Um... I mean, it's probably Affleck. I really liked, um, let me think. I mean, what's his name showed up as the, uh, what the fuck is his name? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, What are you talking about? Who was the sheriff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but yeah. Ted Ted Levine. Ted Levine, I really liked. James Carville. But yeah, I think, I mean... It was Affleck. He won me over. Okay. He really did. Um, what I was going to ask was favorite movie with these people. So, like, favorite Brad Pitt movie. Oh, favorite Brad Pitt movie. Man, we just talked about Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. I know. And you, I don't... This seems like it should be a really quick, easy right. question. Right. It isn't easy because there's so many Brad Pitt movies. Oh, it's Legends of the Fall. Um, this is my favorite movie that Brad Pitt is in, but even though... 
he plays the title character, I don't view this as a Brad Pitt movie. So my favorite Brad Pitt movie is still Legends of the Fall. It probably <laughs> is in Legends of the Fall. I mean, that's, I like to watch that movie and I would probably watch it more than this movie. Um, it's a I've good se- one to just I've just seen anyway. him in so many things. It's hard. Well, okay, so Casey Affleck. It's probably this. Okay. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Mm, I don't. I haven't. I don't know off the top a lot of Sam Rockwell movies. So the remake of Poltergeist would that make you? No. Heck <laughs> Did you no. see it? Yeah, I watched it. It was terrible. It was. You know, it could have been worse. I'll say that at least. Um, God, he's been in so much stuff. The Green Mile, dude. Peak Sam Rockwell. What? What's the one he's in? Uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. I liked that movie a lot. I still haven't finished it. It's quite good. I made it about two thirds of the way through. And I don't know. There was something about all, I I could not connect with any of the characters in it. And you know how I need character. Yeah. <laughs> so I just digging yeah. for fire. He's been in some stinkers. Oh, Poltergeist. Sure. Mr. Wright was terrible. <laughs> Come on. Terrible. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Are you gonna ask me more? Well, there's only really one other one that matters in terms. I mean, like Garrett Dillahunt. This is. Yeah, this and it's probably this. Is, but, uh, well, he's also in. Uh, he's also in No Country for Old Men. He is, but that's not one of his yeah. movies. You know, I mean, not that this is either. I guess, but Paul Schneider, it's uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, but the, that season of Parks and Rec isn't the best season of Parks. And Rec. It's not, but I I like Parks and Rec. There was a really no. Um, we watched it too. Oh my god, Ryan Gosling, the doll. Oh, yeah. Lars and the Real Girl? Yeah, Lars and the Real Girl. He's in that? I love it. He's the brother. He's so sweet. Is he? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. my God, he is. Yeah. We watched it, like, a couple it's of been months a while. ago. Yeah. It hasn't been that long. In a couple of months? Yeah. Try last year. That's a couple of months. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it has been a long it time. It has not been a full been, year. It's been a long time since no, we watched that movie. I disbelieve. All right, look, I'll look it up. Jeremy Renner. Um, probably Wind River. Okay, that's it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to tell you when we watch Lars and the Rock. I haven't released that episode yet. Hold on. You haven't? No. It must have been like a few months. No. (laughs) Nice try. Why? Okay, guess again. You said a couple months ago. I'll give you one more guess. A couple months ago would have probably been like February. This February. You think we watched it this February? Yes. February 2022. Yes. We watched it on March 6th, 2021. That is a lie. No, it's you got the right date here wrong. in black and white. It's a, the wrong date. First of all, You're it's con- the wrong date. You are an old man. I may have misremembered. But <laughs> even so, I have another question for you now. Yeah. Why has that not been released if it was truly in 2021? Because there are a lot of episodes I haven't released well yet. Well over a year that, ago. Because you know that there is a list of episodes I haven't what released. What are we even doing here? But I... I have so many episodes to release. Well, folks, welcome to 2025. <laughs> it's nice to see you. It'll get released eventually. <sighs> There's probably... Are you just going through and releasing the movies that you chose? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> if it's something we watch that is... Re- like, so The Northman, I released the next week. Prey, I released the next week because mm-hmm. it is more current. Mm-hmm. But I have About Alex... Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I have... This, mm-hmm. Dude, Where's My Car, About Alex, and The Fugitive. 
that I need to release that we've recorded recently. Okay, but apparently you have ones from over a but year I have ago. Quite a list of ones from a while ago that I haven't released. You should probably just do a big dump. I have thought about just doing yeah. a big dump. Like I wouldn't just even listen to them. The virgins take a dump. <laughs> just put it all out there. <laughs> the virgin dump? Yeah. We could call it that. Yeah, go I for it. I was going to call it from the archives, but I kind of like... <laughs> That's a dump. I kind of like the virgin dump. Yeah. All right. Do it. The virgin dump. All right. Did you have any other I, questions for me? No. Did um, you grill me about shit? I, no, I guess I... I'm, you know, I'm glad that you didn't just fall asleep and give up. I didn't. No. Yeah. I, I knew that I would like... I knew that I would... I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't think I would enjoy, okay. I would enjoy it. Well, that's good then. Okay. Um... Because I like Brad Pitt a lot, and I like stories about the state. Like, I have a lot of pride about where I'm from. Okay. Um, you know, we don't always get shit right, and but I'm one of the people who's trying to pull us in maybe a better direction than we've been headed recently. What are you talking about? Like, I don't know, the whole, like, like the, uh, like... The fact that if you're Roe a Roe v. Wade being overturned, yeah. and now you can't get a smorshman in Missouri, and... You know what? You don't even have to say... That. You can just say you can't get legitimate medical care yeah like i don't know like if i'm gonna be able to get another iud i haven't really talked to anybody about that but i mean it's not like you're it's not that i anyway. need not that i need the an only IUD. time you even orgasm is when chris rock does <laughs> it's so true and apparently that doesn't it happen really at all odd time. times of the day you is know? it i'm like it's you're like <laughs> sitting there at work and all of a sudden <laughs> bam <laughs> and it's it's like a really quick like shot it's not an extended kind of oh. it's like a, he's so old right it's is just that like, it <laughs> That's all that it is. I feel like he could afford some medication for that. <laughs> he probably could. That guy probably gets fucked so much. Like, he probably gets laid so much. It's Chris Rock. He's dating. Who is he dating? I thought he was married. No. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. Who? It was. Maybe, I, I feel like anybody who's old is married. Must be. Uh, not that he's old. He's not that much older than us. He, Lake Bell. He's dating Lake Bell? He is dating Lake Bell. Oh, that warms the cockles of my heart. He, he's he been making his way through a lot of women, but more recently. Man, there's Lake something Bell. about that. Shit. It feels like an, it's an interesting uh, pairing for sure. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's like uh, Sam Rockwell and Leslie Bibb. There's something oh, man, about them. They've been together forever. There's something about the two of them that just. They seem like a fun Warms couple. my yeah. heart. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. I like them a lot. I like that pairing. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Bell was married, or married, or like in a very serious relationship with like a tattoo artist. Yeah. She, and they had a kid together. Yeah. So if we could figure out how you, for you to have an orgasm every time Lake Bell has an orgasm, and then for me to have an orgasm whenever. We might never get anything done. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're going to have to work from home a lot more. Yeah, right. We can't just be in the office orgasm Sorry, whenever Dan, these actors I can't orgasm. Because I'm just going to be owing all over the place. It's going to get sloppy. This place is going to be covered in female ejaculate. Did you know that's a thing? Okay, not, like, not <laughs> necessarily that. Did you know that's a thing? <laughs> uh, it was called um, vabbing. Is that it? Vabbing? Like dabbing your vaginal secretions on yourself like a perfume oh my god i did read about that and i was like that's fucking disgusting that's so gross why would you even if you think it might attract men why would you want to smell like that okay i'm googling it there are summer's eve summer's eve has made (laughs) 
an entire business based around <laughs> women not wanting this to smell. Is vabbing TikTok's viral fragrance trend. Fragrance. <laughs> of course, it came from TikTok. Fuckers. Vabbing is a portmanteau of vagina yeah. and dabbing. Sure. Because to vab, you use your natural body fluids. Specifically vaginal discharge and secretions. There's a difference between just car- discharge and secretions. It sounds like it was written by um, a man. As perfume, dabbing it behind your ears and on your wrist where you traditionally... I'm going to start doing this. Oh, God, I'm going to start doing this. Do you know what? Try it out on Fridays. Fuck deodorant. I'm just going to take some vag juice and rub it in my pit. Try it out on Fridays when I'm not in the office. <laughs> I don't want to smell your when, your When all of the men in the office are suddenly like crowding around my <gasps> desk because my pheromones are just like... Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Actually, I am actually curious. I did read about it and I thought, what the fuck? But I'm kind of curious. <laughs> the next level is that you you vab with your friend's secretions. Like if you could collect some in a little jar and I'll vab with them. Like certain friends who we know got it going on. <laughs> Somebody who's like just really good at attracting dudes. Oh, to Lindsay. Oh, to Kristen. Oh, to Melissa. Maybe celebrities are start doing this instead of creating perfumes well like didn't uh gwyneth paltrow already didn't she make she made a candle that smells like a vagina did she yeah like gross a why? thing I, I don't know also i don't need i have a vagina if i really why did you if why i you really need a candle that smells like pussy yeah like <laughs> if i actually want to smell vagina i can just smell it i have it on my person at all times Taking a little extra time in the stall because I'm dabbing a little behind my <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I feel well, like my like the nape of my neck. Like here. Just like, yeah, just like, oh yeah. Uh, maybe that whoever it is who doesn't wash her hands at work. <laughs> oh, that poor girl. Maybe that's why. Maybe she doesn't want to just keeping it natural. Herself of the Na- keeping it snatural. <laughs> yes. that, that is the name. Yes. That is that I'm gonna, it's gonna be a fragrance. <laughs> it's called Snaturals, and it's just a line of all these different women's vagina scents. <laughs> okay, so everybody wants to smell Ana de Armas's puss. So oh, she's I gonna would pay for that. Sell it like at a very high price. She should. <laughs> she should absolutely sell it and <laughs> let me see if I can. Collect men like she's able Sorry, to. The staturals. What the fuck? The <laughs> There's fuck. something about it that reminds me of peanut butter. <laughs> why? You know why? Naturals, peanut butter, and smuckers. It reminds me of peanut butter and jelly. Snaturals. <laughs> You're not. I, I hear it. I hear it. Snaturals. <laughs> God. I love it. Okay, we need to stop. We've had enough. Everyone's had enough trying to think of a business Just, plan here but like copyright 2002 lindsey schaefer and leah brass snatchrolls nobody else can touch that one the movie virgins happy 2023 shitheads or hey people it's leah um i had forgotten about the genius idea that is snatchrolls uh it sells itself so that's uh trademarked copyrighted registered all that shit don't touch it that belongs to me. Um, and if somebody else is already doing it, then fuck them. They can come, they can come sue me because I'm, I'm doing it. We're bottling it up. Oh, to Kim Kardashian and yeah, selling it, selling it, uh, on the dark web. 
And on the, oh, maybe we can get into Sephora. I bet Sephora would. The, the natural, the clean beauty trend is such a thing. Uh, we can definitely figure that one out. So I don't have a whole lot else to say. This is a long one, but I think we had a lot of fun talking about Brad Pitt and Jesse James and Missouri and, you know, all the fun stuff that goes along with it. Ah, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. He's definitely taking good care of his skin. Or maybe not. Maybe he's just born that way. So I hope everyone is having a wonderful 2023 thus far. I'm trying to get back on the pod train and do right by my partner, Lindsay, and dump out some of these episodes that have been sitting around for so long. Um, Stay healthy. uh, Be good. Happy January 2023. I'm really hopeful for this year and hope you are too. Check you Virgin's Park Virgin's Park Virgin's